Greetings, and welcome to Two Communities, Endless Possibilities, a podcast produced by a Tag Tech program at National Plainfield Middle School. I'm Jackson, one of the show's hosts, along with Chris, Ella, and Connor. Each episode, we feature the unique life and career paths of former National Plainfield graduates. While each of their stories is different, they all share a common beginning in the communities that we live in and the school we attend. For our second episode, we met up with 2000 National Plainfield graduate and current Illinois resident Heidi Johanny Meyer Houchin. We asked her to discuss her journey from National Plainfield High School to her successful career as a film and television actress. We hope you enjoy Heidi's story as much as we enjoyed capturing it. My name is Heidi Johanningmeyer Houchin. Uh, Johanningmeyer is my maiden name, and I have actually chosen throughout my career to keep that for my stage name, as they say. Uh, but my married name is Houchin, so Heidi Johanningmeyer Houchin. Uh, I went to Nashville Plainfield High School. I graduated in 2000. And um, afterwards, I went to Los Angeles and I ended up north of Chicago. So I work out of Chicago and I live in Grays Lake, Illinois, which is kind of a small town, uh, bigger than Nashua, <laughs> but, um, but somewhat similar to Nashua. Uh, I actually grew up on a dairy farm outside of Nashua, but I went to all the schools. My mom was actually the superintendent growing up and my father was a farmer. So um, for all of my life <laughs> until I left for college, I only knew small town um, I guess, atmosphere, feel, the feel of a small town, you know, I really felt like people were watching out for me. Um, And because people were watching out for me, that also meant they were watching me. (laughs) So you work hard and you identify as a family name. And it's important, I think, to always feel like you're respecting your family name. And I think that when I went to a big city like Los Angeles, working hard and being respectful of who I was, was already ingrained in me. Um, Passion is so important, but if you don't work hard, it it won't get you very far. Uh, Being brilliant is obviously an amazing gift, but if you don't work hard, it won't get you very far. Being creative is such a gift. But again, if you don't work hard, and I think when you grow up in a small town or, you know, you couple that with growing up on a farm, like I did, that was something that was so ingrained in me. And, um, and so I always felt like no matter what I was faced with in my career or in my life, that I felt able to get through it, um, because of the value of working hard and that being established so young in life. So I think that that was really a great part of growing up in a small town was knowing these like homecomings and parades and small classrooms. And, you know, I had teachers that, I had a first grade teacher, Mrs. Turner. And um, I remember when I came home from college one winter, uh, I just, ended up on her doorstep and knocked on the door and she came to the door. And, you know, you have those sort of impacts in your life when you really get to know the people around you. 
After discussing her family and early influences, Heidi told us about the activities she participated in when she attended National Plainfield Schools and how those experiences impacted her acting career. We were surprised to learn that she participated in many of the same activities we still have at our school today. So I think another really great thing was in a small town, I was able, everybody is able to take part in something if they show interest. And that was such a blessing because I remember doing my first performance in sixth grade. We did Paddington Bear and we drew the names out of like a hat. And I remember um, making the kids laugh and just loving it. And uh, so that was my first thing. And then when I went into middle school, uh, I was able to take part in something called History Day. And in History Day, I was able to do an individual performance and I chose Joan of Arc. So I wrote a one woman play on Joan of Arc. And that was when I knew this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life uh, was when I got done with my first performance uh, for a competition. And I looked out into the audience and I saw how affected everybody was. And then in high school, I did the drama performances and I did cheerleading, which was really fun. We, uh, we were one of those earlier groups of girls that started doing competitive. So it was really neat to be a part of that. And I remember Mrs. Haberman um, starting that. We have a bigger school, but something that's so amazing about growing up in a smaller town is try everything because you're able to. You know, like try it once. I loved speech. I tried track. Guess what? I can't run. Can't run fast. Can't run long distances. I am not athletic. But try it because you might end up finding what you love. And if you can find something that you love and make your career into it, I mean, you'll, like they say, you'll never work a day again in your life. Despite knowing she wanted to become an actress at a young age, Heidi faced a number of challenges on her path to achieving her dream before experiencing her breakthrough moment, which she describes in our next segment. I remember from a very young age telling people that I wanted to be an actress. And I remember getting a lot of eye rolls <laughs> and a lot, I mean, definitely like 90% of people that I told that I wanted to be an actress thought it was ridiculous. You know, this small town girl from Iowa and, and it just didn't seem very likely to maybe the ordinary mind, but, uh, it was something that I loved and I found that through speech and I found that through drama class. And so that's what I majored in at University of Northern Iowa. And midsummer after my sophomore year, I decided that I was going to load up my car and go to Los Angeles. And um, I had already done some main stage uh, theater productions at UNI and and it was just supposed to be for the summer. I was registered for classes in the fall and I ended up booking this 1-800-DENTIST spokesperson job. And it was a really big deal. So I remember calling my mom and telling her about it and she was ecstatic for me. And she said, uh, 
does this mean that I should cancel your classes in the fall? And I said, yeah, I think it does. And for me, it was the right choice. You know, um, again, I think, I think college is a beautiful thing. And I think higher education, I mean, again, what a beautiful thing to learn about so many different things from people who are passionate about it. Uh, but when I found what I was passionate about, I just wanted to go after it. So I moved to Los Angeles and I worked really hard and I did some crazy things. Like I called Ron Howard's office and just asked for Ron Howard. I was like, hi, this is Heidi Jo Henningmeyer. I'm calling for Ron Howard. And I got through like two secretaries. I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, the third one stopped me. She was just like, yeah, we don't know who you are. The funny thing is, is since then I've worked with Ron Howard. Um, I did not tell him that story. But uh, I've worked with Annette Benning, and that was interesting. I was actually thinking of a career change. I'd been out there probably five years, and you know, I definitely had some success, but it was a really hard city. And uh, I didn't know anybody when I moved out there. But I ended up, so I put my month's notice in and I got on, I had been visiting my parents in Iowa and uh, I thought, you know what, I think I want to be a midwife. I want to do something that I feel like helps others and, you know, touch lives and, and I was going to go back to school. So I put my month notice in, I get in the airplane, I get into Los Angeles, I'm still on the airplane and I turn my, um, my phone on and I have an audition the next morning for a play with Annette Benning and Alfred Molina and Sarah Paulson and all these huge actors uh, at, at the biggest theater in Los Angeles. And the next day I remember driving to my audition and parking was like $20. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I don't have $20 for parking. Um, so I kept driving around and I finally found a meter that was kind of far away. And in the back I had flats and usually, uh, I wore heels or something, you know, um, quite dressy into my audition, but I thought, well, I got to walk to this audition. I'm going to wear my flats. I'll put my heels in my bag and here we go. So I did. And I got in there right in the nick of time and the casting director came out and she looked at me and she said, where are the flats? Which I never would have brought, never in a million years if I hadn't been forced to park a mile away because I was so low on funds at this point in my life. And um, long story short, I, I booked it that day. And so I found a new apartment to live in and I ended up staying there for another year and a half and meeting my husband there and, and uh, so I guess the moral of the story is um, you never know if you're open to the universe and you listen um, and you're prepared what opportunity might be right around the corner. So, yeah. And now I'm in Chicago. Uh, I'm on a show right now. It's going to be coming out on HBO in the winter coming up. And I have a recurring role on that. And I just got back from Detroit doing a GMC commercial. And I have two little boys and three dogs. And, and I'm living something even more beautiful than I ever dreamed of. And there were times, I don't know, there were 
times you will doubt yourself. Um, but if you hold true to the fact that there is something wonderful and beautiful in each and every one of us, and there's something special about each and every one of us, then you can also hold true to the belief that something beautiful, equally beautiful, is waiting for you out there. And I don't think I ever let go of that. You know, I think, I think it's scary to want what our hearts dream about. But being courageous doesn't mean you're not scared. <laughs> I say that to my voice all the time. I still shake before I go in for auditions and I still shake before I go on set, you know, and do these lines with like these producers that I look up to so much. Um, being courageous just means that you still do it. You still give it a try and you don't stop until you get better. After discussing her career, Heidi shared some excellent life advice to conclude our podcast interview. I think to recap what I've been kind of um, going on and on about uh, is try everything. And if you find something you love, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because nobody knows you like you know yourself. Nobody knows how much courage you have. Nobody knows how much strength you have except yourself. And sometimes it's going to feel like you don't think you have that much courage, but you do. To always remember that nothing is impossible. I tell my 10-year-old son all the time, the only person that is standing between you and your dreams is you. That is the only person. There is nothing we can't accomplish. You just dream it and then you do it. And it does take both. You can't just dream it and not be willing to work really hard for it. But, um, and then I guess I would also add that be flexible. You know, I really thought that I needed to live in Los Angeles to have my dreams come true. And it turned out I don't, I get to live near Chicago, which I love Chicago. And I don't just need to be so committed to my job that it's me, me, me. Because honestly, I do better at my job when it's me focused on my kids and my dogs and my husband. Um, be kind. Because the way we make people feel will stay with them much longer than any of us realize. Kindness goes a long ways. And so does hurtfulness. So I would say be kind, work hard. I actually have, it's so funny, it must be upstairs. I have this little thing that I keep usually right next to my computer and it says, be kind, work hard. Um, live a life that you, not other people, you feel joyous about. Um, yeah, those are my little tidbits. Because I think that it's easy to care about what other people think. And I'm telling you, I, I didn't have a lot of people saying you can do this when I was younger. Because it seemed a little crazy, I'm sure. Uh, but I did do it. And I also would want to encourage people that think that if they don't fit the mold 
to let go of that. You don't have to fit a mold. Make your own mold. You know, a friend of mine who's a really big model, she taught me that I can either go into the room and even if I'm perfect, I can be what, 90% of a, of a replication of what I think they want, or I can be 100% me. I might not be right for every job, but when I am right for the job, I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to be undeniable. I will be the only one they can choose. And that's same in, same for you guys in life. Don't try to be somebody else. Just be the best version of you. Oh, last thing. Okay, last bit of advice. This is a good one. Find people who treat you good. Be friends with those people. Okay? Those are the people you need to be friends with. It took me a long time to realize that in life. Don't try to just be friends with people because they, they or other people think they're cool. Find people who treat you good and respect you and respect your dreams and make those your people. You'll never regret it. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to tune in next time when we interview Plainfield native and NP graduate comedian Andy Hillbrands.